football when I started going to the games. It's just right. environment. I never really went to the game growing up. That's the thing. Yeah. I had exp- I'm an experienced type of person. Close when, I ex- when I experience it, I'm like, yo. Like, you guys, the close thing I was worst games. Did you uh, ever go to the Wizards? No, Baltimore Ravens. Oh, that's right. Where it is. I, I used to go to Ravens games when I was younger, but then it just started. I used to go to the Wizards all the time. Yeah. You know, basketball's a thing. But. This is my first time. Like, I took a break from basketball after they started. I don't know what year it was, but the year when all of the powerhouse team shit started, that's when I, like, you know what? I'm done with basketball. When the players started just making their own moves. Yeah, and started, like, just going wherever yeah. they wanted to go. So I stopped. Well, I don't know, man. Like, the NFL just did that shit a little bit. The NFL would be way better. But I feel they like. Have to have a real free agency where yeah. it's like, oh, shit, Aaron Rodgers might leave. Like, let's right. get a little bit of war between the right. Cowboys and Green. Like, that shit would have uh, football, like, crazy. I mean, it's not like they necessarily need it because they still the most popular sport. But right. But it's like, I mean, even if they did it in the NFL, like, it wouldn't make a difference. Like, Julius Peppers could still pop Aaron Rodgers on the whatever team and he get hurt and that's fucking it. Yeah. Like, basketball, it's like... Yeah, that one player really can influence the entire thing. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. You still... Yeah. You still... So, you need so many more pieces to win it. Basketball is really just so watered down now, man. It's like... Hey, 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 hey. I mean, no, no, no. Basketball, hey, come on now. I mean, basketball is still a popular sport. It's like... It's amazing. It's just a slight adjustment, just like when it's a slight it's, adjustment. It's, 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 it's just progression, like when the, when the game. How do you think people felt when the three point line came in? They was probably yeah. tight, but now they like it. No, they was like some like did some Harlem Globe Harlem uh, Globe Charts type shit, like shooting threes. Yeah, but I'm just like, it was I like mean, goofy and circusy back then. Bro. Yo, so John got the early version of 2K last week. I went to his house. Was it like a demo? Like <laughs> no, like you actually get the the game. Like you could have got the game early if you just like pre ordered it the right way or whatever. So, bro, I'm talking about when you see the when you see the Warriors, bro. It is literally Steph, Clay, Draymond, Marcus, and Kevin Durant. And that shit's not fucking. Bro, I'm talking about like seeing that in the video game. It looks like one of the All Star rosters. It's It's not (laughs) fair. Life's not fair. That's what I love about it. I feel like I mean he's super talented, right? But like I feel like people are miss not analyzing it properly in the sense like this dude tore his Achilles, bro. Like I don't think. People understand like the severity of somebody that massive tearing like Achilles. Like, we don't know what he's gonna be like. Yeah, that's true. He's not making no money. He's basically playing for free in the context of what NBA players make. Playing for free, and we don't know what he's gonna be like. I mean, they're gonna win. This is what I can tell you for right now. They're gonna they're gonna win a lot of basketball. This is my perspective. (laughs) Without him, if he never if he does play the play. This is my perspective on basketball. I love basketball. I mean, even though I don't watch it, it's still the excitement of basketball. Me personally, I just feel like no one no one is like trying to disperse the talent around so where we so like we don't know who's gonna win. I just like the excitement of knowing like now now I know it's like I don't know who's gonna come out of the east, but it's like it's neck and neck with the West now. You know what I'm saying? It's neck and neck. So it's just like whoever wins the West is gonna win everything. I would say before Golden State got KD, even though people thought it was like that, it really wasn't like that because you take these uh, Cleveland Golden State series, uh, injury here, injury there, both of those championship series for that, what was that, 15-16? Uh, yeah. Both of those years, I mean, yeah. you can swing it either way, so it's a toss-up, but I mean, once they get KD, they kind of, it will but- shit even, I mean... I don't even know because Houston, if C, I mean, we don't know, but CP3 don't get hurt. I think most people I agree that Houston wins. wins. I just so want to like, like even though they stack, they still well, it's, people, it's, but. I think, the, I think one of the, <clears throat> the problems is that people want to watch basketball for the sake of entertainment, right? right? Because for the sake of competition, what's happening in the NBA is perfect. Like, you have the best team ever. Like, People are mad literally at the best team ever because the games are no longer fun to watch. Yeah. So like that's the entertainment portion of it. But like, bro, for basketball, like that's kind of, I mean, that's your top I mean, yeah. a, like that's your top AAU team. That's that's a dynasty, right? That's what happened with the it's just we look at TV and sports in such a different manner now. Yeah, it's the entertainment, right? It's like the entertainment aspect, bro. For for hoopers, like yeah, because if you take all the best kids, which AAU is, you take all the best kids in the county in the state, put them on one team. Boom. Everybody, like, oh shit, they playing such and such. Let's go to Emory. Oh, they playing good. Let's watch them. Play. But here's another thing I thought about: is like, 
I think also what's going to end up happening is very soon, probably within like the next seven to like 15 years in the NBA, all the kids coming out now are so good. Like the high schoolers yeah. and middle schoolers are way better than high schoolers and middle schoolers were five to yeah. five years ago, right? So I think at the end of the, in the end of the day, I think it's going to balance out, just like it balanced out eventually when they added in all these new rules. But nah, bro, I'm really excited to watch basketball this year. But for Even me though, to work it, it's going to be like yeah, because like people like Turner's talking yeah, about it yeah. all the time. Like fucking uh, Isaiah Thomas is talking about it, and he's talking to me, and I'm just like. I don't fucking know. Old Isaiah, <laughs> Isaiah or old Isaiah? Nah, old Isaiah. That is the Turner. funniest fucking dude ever met in my oh, life. Oh, because they do uh, NBA, NBA TV at Man, Turner, right? Yeah. He is the funniest For fucking real? dude ever met in my life, bro. Him and Shaq, I mean, Tony Rock is funny, but fucking Isaiah Thomas has me dying all the time, bro. Like, yeah, all the time. Like OG type. Yeah, just like, yeah, <laughs> what do you think? Like you be in the elevator for him, you think you gotta like kind of be like professional here, just crack a joint and say some silly shit. Hilarious, man. <laughs> he is hilarious. I like when we meet people. He's like, oh, they really are as dope yeah. as you think they are. But uh, who is who is like? Um, I haven't worked uh, Area Twenty One, but I've heard shit about K- um, KG. KG. Like he doesn't want anybody to touch him. Like, I don't want to touch I, you. I mean, my personal opinion. Like, what do you he, mean, like, physical touch? Like, if... He'd be on some diva shit, basically? Like, like if you have to... Because, like, you know, as an injured... Well, you know, it's in an A2, like, you you have to mic the, you know, the talent. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, I don't want to touch you anyway, but it's like... You're doing your job. He has, to, he has to know you, be comfortable with you to touch you. Like, because I met uh, Angel McCartney when she came to the soccer yeah, game. super down there. So, I met... She was like... Because at first, I didn't know who she was. She got kind of mad. And then she was just like, y'all should come to the game. I'll get you tickets. Like, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. I'll just go to the game. You know, mm-hmm. show love to the, you know what I'm saying, to your shit. Because I know one of my You should have recognized by her height. Huh? <laughs> you should have recognized by her height. I didn't know she, I mean, I mean, I knew she did something, but then she said she played ball overseas. So I didn't. I'm like, okay. I was like, so when did the season start back? Yeah. yeah. So I was like, so when did the season start back? And she was like, oh my God, this dude right here. And I was like, fucking no. So I went to the game and then we've just been cool ever since. Cause I told her like, yo, I do woo 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 X Y Z. She's like, oh yeah, we need to talk. I was like, right, cool. So every now and then, whenever she's playing, I go to the games and see how she's doing and shit. How about this? Cause people are probably confused. I think you should, we should take a step back and introduce yourself. So, oh, okay. So we're live right now. Yeah. Oh. We're okay. on for a minute. Oh, <laughs> okay. Or uh, we're gonna we're gonna have to edit that out. I don't want. <laughs> anyway, I am. Uh, I go by Jay Hart, the engineer, man. Um, Y'all want the, the long version or y'all want the... We want the detailed version. The detailed version of who I am and what I do and all the good stuff? Yeah, background. All right. Okay, so I am originally from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Okay. Um, I'm currently 28 years of age. Um, I've been listening to music for like since I was small. I think I came out the womb listening to... Um, Nothing but like Al Green and all that other good music. Real soulful type. Yeah, real soulful type. I know you was late on the rap and all that. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really get into rap until my older brother uh, used to play, you know, Nas. I think that's when I really fell in love with Nas because it was a battle between Jay Z and Nas. My brother used to play both, but Nas's stories were more vivid, so I kind of, you know, so I kind of leaned more over to. The storytelling of the dog. Yeah, and then, you know, the method man. Can relate to those uh, Coke bars. And, uh, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I really wasn't a, a fan of the Jigga the J, the Jigga the A. I, was, I just wasn't a fan of that at that time. So, um, so, I really didn't know I was engineering music when I was small until I got into, you know, where I'm at now. But um, I went to, I, I sung in chorus, like, Sixth through eighth grade, I was in like, at this time they had like select and super select chords, which was like, where you get to travel around your mm-hmm. region. That was and, the thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, at this point, it was like, yo, I kind of liked it. It wasn't just like, oh, yeah. I'm trying. It was like, yeah, I'm kind of into this. Like, yeah. So, I just had a like, I was just a fan of like mocking, mocking people and acting and and harmonies so I was like yo like I like the way Anita Baker's voice sounds so I always tried to mock it and end up sounding just like her at that time so I was like and I was to the point I was I could sing baritone like I could sing soprano I could sing alto so I really was just I was 
needed wherever I was needed. Yeah. But I was given all the solos without my consent. It was just like, all right, we got these two songs and these solos. All right, Jeremy, you. And I was just like, man. So at the point, like, I just got tired of it. And then later on down the line, I was in eighth grade in technology class. I knew just like it was yesterday. Technology class. And I don't know if you guys was in middle school and took te- like technology class, but we had to build like those little small wooded bridges and stuff like that. Yeah. So I just heard the band in there rocking. I was like, yo, they are, they are getting down. So then Drumline comes out and I was like, yo, I want to do that. I want to play the snare. So my mom gets me some snare sticks for uh, for Christmas and I'm just playing all of like Gross. all of shit. Every black kid, especially <laughs> if we went to a black middle school, yeah. we went through that phase. Yeah. Before it was the athletes, it was like, nah, Dudes but mind you, mind you, I pl- I tried out for the basketball team, sixth to eighth grade, did not make the team. I think that's when I was like, you know what, Trust fuck sports, yeah. fuck it. Like I'm, I'm just gonna sing. And I'm gonna just try to do something right. else. It, 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 well, the dudes with the snares, <laughs> they got all the girls, bro. Like, yeah, like, yeah. They walk around that little black pad. Yeah, and it's drum pad. Right. Everybody just be talking in, in class, and they just be on there, just yeah. Yo, like do this, do that, and they just do a flip with it, man. They just yeah. So at that point, um, I'm like, you know what. Fuck that, because he he just had his team, and I was like, you know what? Every year, I was going to go harder and harder, and I got better and better, but he never drafted me. I was, was, like, was you nice, though? Or? I mean, at the point, I was nice enough. Like, for me, I was never an inside-the-paint type of guy. I was always an outside shooter. I could shake you, and I could pull up, but I was never a ball hog. I always yeah, dished the like ball. Like yeah, I played. You know what I'm saying? I shot when it was necessary. <laughs> so, at that point, I was like, all right. So, which um, my homeboy Troy was playing in the band, and I was like, "Yo, that's nice." So I, I watched the drum line, got some snare sticks. I was gaming on it. <laughs> shout out Nick Cannon. Yeah, shout out Nick Cannon. So I, you know, what I'm saying I'm just I'm bamming on everything. I'm playing everything right. So when it gets to time to go to high school to play, I see everything that they have to do, and I'm just like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, the fraternity military part of it. Yeah. So I end up playing the cymbals. I played the cymbals my, my ninth grade year, then moved up to tenor. Like, Let me get the easiest drawing. Right, like. right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because my neighbor, he played cymbals, and then he, you know, he taught me everything, and then I went to tenor. And then I went to first tonal, which is like the smallest bass, like you're doing runs. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do that. Just want that, the things that you, yeah. in front of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I, like, you know what I'm I played first tonal because I wanted to just be in control and just be moving all the time. Yeah. So then we end up, um, me and my, um, which is now my frat brother now, Troy, um, we end up going to A&T. We got a scholarship to go to A&T, and I wanted to play first toner there. But if you ever see, like, a band or a drum line, you see, like, it, it goes from shortest to tallest. Mm-hmm. So imagine, imagine a six-foot nigga on, a, on like, a, a first toner drum, and it goes down. It's shit like a check mark. Yeah. So, my band, my drum line coordinator, he was just like, he was like, didn't you tell me you play cymbals? Get your ass on cymbals. And I was like, damn. So he just took your like, yeah, your shot. yeah. He took a shot at me, and then that ended up being the best thing I ever done in my life. Going back to the cymbals. Going back to the cymbals. Cymbals got all the bitches for the simple fact that <laughs> we was free and we was dancing, and I love to dance. So. It's just you you incorporate the swag and then you incorporate like a drum major. Yeah. But. You incorporate the swag and you incorporate, you know what I'm saying, your bros, which is we're like we're all high playing the drums at this time. And it's just you feel the music more. So now you take when I was small, when I was singing, to going into the band, to going to a collegiate level HBCU style, and now you're playing all the music that you wanted to play when you was in high school. So I wanted to play the Kim. I wanted to play the Al Green. I wanted to play the Teddy P. I wanted to play all of these things, Earth, Wind, and Fire. And then you go to A&T and you play all of these great songs. You play these medleys. You play all of this stuff. And you're just like, yo, I really like the way this stuff sound. It sounded. So I went there for two years. I really didn't go to class. I was it was just band girls and promoting parties. That was my whole thing. And I was like, you know, I'm not even gonna cheat myself. I might just go home, take a break, go find a job, just do whatever I need to do to get back focused. So I stayed there. I stayed at home for like 
for like four years, 2000, no, 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 two thousand two years, 2012, I ended up moving to Myrtle Beach for two years. How was that? Oh, it was the best experience of my life. I think Myrtle Beach, for real? That was, I think Myrtle Beach was at its height when I moved there. It was, excuse me, at, it was at its peak. Because I stayed right there by Coastal Carolina at, the, at those townhomes. And before I moved there, I was staying with my uncle. I was broke as hell. Like, my girl would come see me. She would go by the room. And we'll, I would just be so depressed because I was like, yo, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I want to do. Like, this stuff is hard. My uncle is charging me $200 a week. Well, I mean, every two weeks to stay with him. And I don't have any. I was just like, it's just not making any sense. So I remember this day just like I remember technology class like it was yesterday. I went to the gum to the gas station, which was on 16th Avenue South, where my uncle lived. I went in there, got a strawberry melon brisk tea, you know, like the little one liter joint. Yeah. So at that time, it was 99 cent. So as I was walking down the street to go back to his house, I stopped in mid tracks and it was like a light bulb effect. And I was like, I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do. It's like, it's something in music. I want to I want to either go to Full Sail or I want to move to Atlanta. At this time, I've already mapped out everything that I wanted to do. I was like, yo, I'm going to move to Orlando. I'm going to be a bartender there. I'm going to find an apartment. I had all of that stuff mapped out. I had everything in line. I even had a job down there. Doing, full Sail? Like a- full, like full Sail is an audio <laughs> size production media type of school. Okay. So is that I, the big one everybody talking about is in Orlando? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's like the, that's the huge campus. So I was like, yo, I had a job at Disney lined up because I knew somebody in Myrtle Beach who worked there. I was like, I'm just going to bartend my way through school. So I had everything mapped out. So I partied for two years. I did everything. I, I bought sections. I had the coolest job. I used to deliver beer to Broadway at the beach. I had a, like, like, it's like I had my own driver. I had everything that I could possibly want. My girl wanted for nothing. Then I moved to Atlanta and... My homeboy, uh, Stace Lloyd, he he was working at Icon Studios, which is on the studio row. And he took me with him. And that's how I found out about SAE. That's how I found out that I wanted to engineer. And then SAE from there, SAE took me to uh, a couple interns. Um, and then from there, I, I worked for Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Then Mercedes-Benz birthed from Turner Broadcasting to... The Hawks to Georgia State, and then yeah, plug into the network basically. Yeah, so what's your end? Your end. Hey. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, I've never had like this is I'm going on my I'm going on two years of working for myself, independent, doing everything. Basically People like con- contract, contract, yeah, contractors. you know what I'm saying. And they, you know, they hire me through my business, which is Heart Note Productions LLC, and. That's the extended version of my story. <laughs> Sounds pretty crazy, but yeah. you hear now. One thing you mentioned, going back a little bit, uh-huh. when um, when you got to school and you started like in a band and learned about music, I always wondered, like, what's that feeling like when you go through life like listening to music and somewhat appreciating it, but like once you learn like like the importance of notes and like basically the complexity of music and what it takes to make a song and then you like hear it like on the radio or just casually like what is that light bulb like because i feel like it's like when you you hooping a little bit when you're younger but then you go to high school and you go to a good school and you see real athletes and like what it takes to do or like yeah. first time you really dunk a ball like in a big time varsity game it's like oh shit like this is impactful like like a light bulb goes off right. like this man the art of it is, is it's complex it's, it's something too it's not just you just go in a room i don't music. know man it's like for me, music is my therapy. So when I'm when I'm so when I went from high school to playing, and that's where I originally learned how to read like sheet music mm-hmm. for like playing the snare for concert stuff. So from transitioning from high school to going to A and T was a complete total shock to me because it was just like, yo, this is like I'm playing on a collegiate level. I'm playing on a level that people dream to play on. Not only that, but like. Places like that, the band is more important than any right. sport. Right. That is the main. Y'all are right. Real. So it's like at this time, AT was trash. So the only thing AT had was the band. So, you know, going through 
going through a process and not knowing anybody but you know the people that you went to high school with or you know at this point you know what I'm saying your bros or when, you, when your crab brothers um it's different you know what I mean it's just like I don't know how to explain it but as far as like the music aspect of it it's like on that type of level people take it more seriously and you start to learn their parts by hearing their parts because they have to keep going over and over and over and over which I kind of wish I would have picked up an instrument during that time because me now being the age 28 just bought a bass guitar and I'm trying to play that now it's it's kind of I'm kind of mad because I wish I would have got it when I was back there you know what I'm saying but music is I don't know music has always played a huge part of my life like even when I moved down here trying to figure it out, I was valeting cars and I would listen to music and just look at the buildings and be like, yo, how can I be one of these buildings? How can I be within these buildings? What are what are these buildings doing that I'm not doing? So, I don't know. I just never let no one park my drive. I always kept, I always shot for it. And when people tapped my shoulder to try to talk to me, I never looked. I always went to my destination. Then I turned around and be like, all right, man, so what you want it? I never let nobody stop me from doing what I'm doing. Ever. You know? Did you make that up? I like that. I never let nobody park my drive. Nah, man. I, I started just... using that. <laughs> nah, it's just... I don't know. I just... Trade market. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just... I had. I mean, I, I mean, I done had to cut off a lot of friends. And that shit hurts. Like, friends of 10 years. Friends that you done been through school with. And you see a sudden change. It's like, yo... Like, you know, what am I doing? Like, why why are they treating me like this? What was why? the reason? Like, you feel like that was holding you back? Or just not saying holding you back, but, like, you around them just didn't mix for what you're trying to do. Um, to me, I think it's jealousy because we all went through the same process. But it's just like, yo, how did he do this? We got the same education. Like, yo, I got honor roll all the fucking time. Like, he only got it, like, twice. But what they don't understand is I'm an opportunist. Like, once I see, you know, it's like, it's like once I see a way to get in somewhere, I'm going to, I'm not going to wait for that opportunity to be presented to me. I present the opportunity to them to present it to me. You know what I mean? So, I think that's what that is. It's like, when I got the job in Mercedes, it's just like, I was more, like, I was willing to. Like, yo, I'm trying to help everybody. I want everybody to be what I'm on. Everybody be what I'm on. But then, like, like yo, I got tickets to come to the gang. Y'all trying to come? Nobody said anything. I try to get a job at the Hawks just doing anything to just try to get in the building. The person that I know that works there, you know, didn't try to help me. So it's just weird now to be able to go there and see him doing security. And here I am, an audio guy. Walking by and like, yo, I told you I was gonna get in here, didn't I? It's just I never. It's just once I say something, once I put it into the universe, the universe grants me the wish that I want because the universe knows that I'm gonna keep going. I'm never gonna stop. Like if I say right now, you know what? I know she's married, but I'm, I want to fuck Gabrielle Union. If I put that in the universe enough, so I'm, going I'm to gonna get close. I'm gonna find a way to get in contact with her. We're gonna chill, and it might happen. You ain't worried about the way. No, I mean I'm not. I'm no, no, no. I'm just using that as, a, as an example. So I'm just saying, like, if I say I'm gonna do something, nine times out of ten, I'm all like, once I said it, I'm, it's like I'm already in motion to try to do it. Yeah. It's right now. I don't think I have anything else to want for anymore it's just like i have everything that i said i was gonna get so now it's just that's why i want to you know start these new jobs and see what else is out there for me to try to grasp outside uh, of like working at uh the stadiums and the arenas do you do other things like on the side like music wise yeah um i record people from from time to time i don't really uh do the bullshit music like that yeah talk about you mentioned that before what's the, what's the bullshit right? bullshit music to me is music without substance like if I listen to your music, like that's why people ask, oh man, you're an engineer? Oh, well, I got did it, did I'll be like, all right, so um, what do you talk about? You start asking them, like, point blank, like, what no, no, Yeah, I mean, I message? ask them. I ask them. I ask them, what do you talk about? Oh, well, you know, here's my SoundCloud. 
I know within the first five seconds if I want to work with you or not. Based off the music, because what people fail to realize is the music that you put out has to go through an engineer, a mixing engineer. Well, first it has to go through a recording engineer. He has to record the BS that you're trying to put out. Then actually, after the recording engineer preps it, he sends it to me, the mixing engineer. So the mixing engineer gives you that feeling. Okay. They give you the feeling. Then after I'm done putting my feeling and my sauce on there, I send it to a mastering engineer who just brings the volume Okay, up. all right. I'm glad you brought this up because, like, break down the team. So, like, Drake, OVO, Noah, 40, like, what, like, all that we, these people we hear about, yeah. these things we see from a hit record, like, what is the process? Like, the process goes. Like, compared almost like sports, like, what's the. Okay, Who's so the team that really brings this record to um, life? So you, you, you get the hottest record in the country. You got the, well, it has to go through, well, the producer and the engineer work hand in hand, or well, in the recording engineer work hand in producer hand. Producer as in beat maker. Yeah, the beat maker, yeah. That's what we call it. But me, okay, let's just, let's not do Drake. Let's do, um, let's do, um, what's his, um, uh, Justice League. Those are producers. Okay, yeah, that, that, the cl- yeah. So they'll come through on a, um, a SSL or whatever. They'll have like 92 fucking channels of just raw, real instruments mm-hmm. coming through there. The sounds. So now, so it's, it's the producer and then you have the recording engineer. So once, once they figure out, all right, this is what it is. All right, now who do you hear on this? So they go grab a Rick Ross, or they go mm-hmm. grab a whoever, Eagle, yeah, anybody, Any, yeah. anybody, and then they they come up with uh, a topic or a content or a direction mm-hmm. of where they want, like they want this song to go. Oh, I hear Rick Ross on this, but then I hear Erica Badu, and then I hear T. So this is based on the feel. This yeah. so basically what the sounds they hear. They create this story. Yeah, in their head and yeah, and then vision. yeah, and then you bring these these types of elements in, and then once that it's once that cut is is like is cut, they send it to me. So this is after the artist going to booth. Yeah, and, and they, they, they like get everything questions. down. They get all the levels right. They get everything a good recording, and that's what and like that's another thing. It's it's not just about oh going into the studio and then just pressing three or pressing record. You have to make sure. You have a good recording. You have to make sure your levels is right. You have to make sure if you're if you have a signal chain. A signal chain consists of uh, a preamp, which is like um, I mean, you can EQ on the way in. I mean, I don't mean to talk technical terms, but EQing on the way in is EQing pre-tape, which is I'm EQing before. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm EQing before it hits tape. So therefore, whatever I do pre is gonna come out, yeah. and that's what's and like that's what it's gonna sound like. So you want to have a preamp, and you want to have a compressor. A compressor kind of like, um, it kind of it it tames a lot of stuff, like all the and the s's and all the syllables and stuff like it's that. More crisp. Yeah, it tames it, and you want a de-esser what kind of tames that too. So you want to like. You want to um, compressing. You want to like bring. You want to bring. You want to tame some of that, and then you want to make up what you tame. So if I so if I come down like like negative three volume level, I'm saying that so y'all can understand. I'm gonna I'm gonna find a way to bring that three back. So if I compress, it's gonna give it like a. It's gonna it's gonna sound warmer. So what you're doing, it's gonna sound warmer and low. So you want to bring you want to bring that back up. And still have that sound. The DSer, all that does is get all of that that the S's out. But you don't want to you don't want to DS too much on the way in because you can do that in post. So you want to you want a good recording. You don't like it's like you don't want to be clipping. You don't want you don't want it to be distorted. You kind of you want to have a solid recording coming in because once you have a solid recording coming in, it makes it easier for me as a mixing engineer to get in there and put my sauce on it. And make it sound how I want it to sound. If you have a bad recording, I have to do so much doctoring mm-hmm. to get it how I want to get it. But now I have so much processing on it. 
It's not you almost you can almost look at it as like a an actor laying a scene down, and if it's not a good tape, then on the post production they gotta change this angle, add this effect, and do this to kind of clean it up. But if you if your words are crisp, if the words are crisp, yeah, lighting's all if there are all the all those elements right, then you can yeah, then you and then then you have a good tape. Yeah. So, um, what was I about to say? So, what's your sauce like? You my sauce. sauce what is my sauce is um, you know, I add a feeling. I add this type. Like I hear a song, and I'd be like, mm, it sounds like, it sounds, it sounds real airy. So I make it airy. I make, I you know, I add reverb. I add, I make it sound big. Amplify it. Yeah. So basically, what I do, I take this small little situation, and I give it color, and I and I bring it to life, and I and you know what I'm saying like I make basically what if you listen to Nas, uh, the world is yours. That shit still gives me chills. That engineer gave you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That engineer gave you that feeling to yeah. make you feel that way. So so why would I go record the BS and mix the BS to give people that feeling to think that they have to go do drugs and kill people mm. and fuck and only that's, fuck foreign bitches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so... Uh, damn, I didn't even think it's that deep. Like, yeah, it gets deep, but bro. I, 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 like, as an artist and what you do, I can, I can totally understand why deep. you feel like that. It's like, how... I guess you feel like, how, how, how do I not feel like a contributor if I'm like helping yeah. elevate, enhance this experience, which I'm assuming you think is a negative experience. So yeah, but... But people like regular eared consumers don't know about an engineer. They only know about a producer and the rapper. They don't know the process it takes to make a record. And people now, like artists now, they don't, I mean, just consumers, period, they don't even really care about the quality or the work no more. Like, they'll just record something. If it sounds good, they put it out. So it's like no one even cares about the engineer anymore. They don't know how much shit we have to deal with in order to get a record to be to be placed or to be be put out. Mm-hmm. Producers and artists make all the money while we get a standard rate. Oh, that's just like it, your time. You just pay for your time and pay for my time. And then once the record you know, blows, you could have added the thing that or it doesn't sound that way without yeah. going for you. Like Young Thug's engineer, like right before he got uh, like got there. Was Alex Tume? He he gave Young Thug like Young Thug that original sound, like that that auto tune with the, the song with him and Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. Oh, do it. Like that, like that auto tune was Alex Tume. He gave he 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 gave Young Thug that sound. So now when you hear Young Thug now, he sounds like a regular person, less tuned. That, that's that's a whole another whole another person. Who's adding a whole, which is adding his feeling. That's that's what he felt off the song. Yeah. Yeah. But engineering is hard. It's it's. I mean, it's hard, but it's fun, especially when it's good music because it's all genuine feelings. You know what I'm saying? You're because basically he's telling his story. So now it's time for me to tell my story the way I hear the song Mm -hmm. that the artist may not thought at all. Like, dang, but I would have never thought to do that. Yeah. It's like you add your. Your little two cents and then yeah. it, come, it flows with what they doing, so it's like Yeah. So it's like the whole the whole the whole thing is for y'all to have a, a you know what I'm saying, a great marriage together. Cause that's how you get more work. Is you know what I'm saying, you it's like you know how to capture that sound. Like I me personally, I don't know what I want to do going in. I listen to the music, I like I listen to the record at least a couple times. Or just when I'm going to the store, I play it. Or I get high and I play it. Or when I'm by myself walking walking somewhere, I play it and then I'm like, all right, I got it. So something eventually hits you. Yeah, something hits me and then I go with that idea and then it goes into something else, you know what I'm saying? And then it kind of turns into something. So the chemistry is, is key. Chemistry is most definitely I, I key. I think that's why a lot of rappers like Know, they keep camps like they stay with like producers in house and uh with the, with the uh, Ali from yeah. TDE works on everybody's stuff. Yeah, I take the Jay Dilla approach when it comes to people like people I work with. Like, um, what's that approach? Leave all them like like leave all your niggas in the car. Come with that shit. If you're not coming with that shit, I'm, you you gotta go. 
Straight like about yeah. the business. Yeah, I, I mean, because I want to create. I love creating with yeah. with like-minded individuals. And if we can't create, then it's like, it's not even about the money no more. Like, the money is going to come. It's not about the money. I like creating it's good shit, stuff. Yeah. And if we can't create good stuff, then you can have your money back and you can go because... But people thought I was selfish when I said that when I was like, you know what I'm saying, in school. Nah, you can't do that, man. You can't you can't pick sides, whoop, whoop, whoop. So three years down the road now, people are saying, yeah, man, I'm about to stop doing this. I'm about to just go and record people with substance and stuff. It's like, but didn't y'all tell me I was selfish when I did that? Oh, they was looking at you crazy. Like, yeah, you better get this check, man. Okay. It's not about the money for yeah. me. Like, it's all about the love for music. And that goes back to when I was small. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't think it's selfish. I like. I feel like that music doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, that that music doesn't make me feel good. Like, like I get this this feeling when I listen to it. It's not it's not the same as me listening to James Brown or something like that. To where I can feel the pain. I can feel like people love women back then. People now is like, fuck bitches and bitches are saying fuck niggas. I just like I don't get it. Cause at the end of the day, y'all need we we need each other, and I, I I just never understood the way our people think nowadays. Like Common had a song that he did on Tiny Desk in the White House. It's called "If If Women Ruled the World" or "Took Over the World," mm-hmm. and I can't I agree from it coming from him because of the era of women that he grew he up grew with. Up, yeah. I just can't see it with the era from we grow up with now. So, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, it hurts my soul because the way the way women look at, well, view us and shit. I mean, even the way we view yeah, women now. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's it, it saddens me that you know that's the way we think nowadays. But it's me. I mean, it's a few of us that kind of think like, yo, like. I'm all I'm all for helping people. I'm all for helping people that want to be helped. But if you can't help yourself, then I, I don't I don't I don't know what you want me to do at this point. Yeah, I mean even like listen to uh, like on Spotify, I got like oldest playlist, like from the intr- instrumentation to the lyrics to like the melodies, all that's like. Feel good. When we when, when he like sung about a woman, it's like yo, this dude loved her, dog. Like yeah. <laughs> with all his heart. But like now nah, it's like you. Like the music as a form of art was just better back then. The quality was just there. Like, it's like, like it's like people get mad when us hip hoppers, when you know, when a J Cole or a Kendrick drop, we're so happy because we don't get that music as often. Yeah. So when we get it yeah. now, we're just like, oh man, these guys. Like, nah, bro, y'all, y'all have y'all moment all year. Now, like, we get this moment twice a year. Let us have our time. But, you know what I'm saying? And people people are so quick to deem classics before they even classic yet. For me, you gotta let this album live first. Yeah. You can't like you can't it's tell two me. Days later. <laughs> no, like like people people will say like the J. Cole, the KOD, the first listen, they're like, Oh, it's a classic. The album's good, but let it breathe. Like yeah. if if this album reaches five years to ten years. And you and it still feels good. Same, yeah. That is a classic yeah, to me. Like if 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 the content is still there and if the content is going on like ten years later and it still feels relevant, that is a classic. That means his album lived the way it was supposed to live. It aged the way it was supposed to age. I I, I heard the Travis Scott album. He had I just I like his sound because of the melodies. But I promise you, I won't listen to it next year. It just, it, it just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't give me that feeling. I'm like, Yo, yeah, I know what's crazy is that I know exactly what you're talking about, about feelings, and so I think, so like kind of to backtrack into everything you said <laughs> so far, is like, I, it's kind of like a self awareness thing, right? So music and self awareness, I think there's like some parallels there. Yeah. So like the more self aware you are, of course you want to want to hear different music just because your personal tolerance is at like a certain level, right? Right. And so. For some weird reason, I don't want to listen to Travis Scott's album that much more either. Right. Like, I love Travis. Like, I, I, bro, I'm talking about, like, um, Days Before Rodeo. 
uh, rodeo itself. Like, right. I used to kill those. Like, I'm talking about listening to them for years to come. Then the new album was kind of like, yeah. you, 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 didn't, you didn't talk about anything that helped me get through the day. Like, your music, it makes me bob my head in. Like, I definitely can cut it up hella loud. And there's, there's a lot of moments for it. But, like, there's nothing that's helping me go to work and be motivated. Third time in place. That's what I'm saying. And I, that's why music for me is very selective now. And that's why I'm so happy to finally see Big Sean. Even though Big Sean didn't perform his woke songs. Yeah, that sales at one music, like, like, It was the old big, it was like the Marvin and Chardonnay big song. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm like, bro, I wanted to hear the Savage Time. I wanted to hear the Bigger Than Me's. Or even the stuff off Detroit. Like, yes, like I wanted to hear yeah, the, the was the song higher. Or some Glenwood. Like, I just wanted to hear something. But besides the point is, like, I, I feel you because I know for a fact J. Cole's album's a classic. So you said albums are classics five, ten years from now. I definitely agree. But also, I think albums are classics if they go five, ten years in the past. And so they're you same. Know what I mean? Like, they're same, like the same problems five to ten years ago is exactly what J. Cole's talking about now. Right. Some things are more mainstream than they're not. But like Kanye West, I remember College Dropout was a classic then because he was talking about relevant issues all throughout history and even stuff that's like relevant today. Right. And so I definitely agree with like all that. That's the only thing that that's all I'm saying. Like it's for me, you have to have some type of content. Like just give me like give me a story. I love the way J. Cole can can like lock himself up for like a year and come out with for your eyes only. You know what I mean? Oh, bro, I gotta have you up, bro. Can like, we? Oh, this was bullshit. He, no, it's it's just, like, did y'all listen to what he, he was talking about? Into another, like he tapped bro. into another person and gave you his story. Like, that he, shit was dope. He, it was a parallel life of two individuals who came from the same environment and who one is literally the best rapper and who other one was got killed in the streets, yeah. but from the same environment. Like talks it like the complexity of that album was like crazy, dog. The last song. Uh-huh. The whole you realize the whole album he's talking to his daughter. He's like, "This is your father's life." Like I like, bro. I don't understand how you gonna get it. Like that album to me was so <laughs> I don't understand how you gonna get dope. It, bro. I bought my girl to pick a butterfly when it came out, and it's never left her CD player. That is one of my favorite Kendrick Lamar albums. My only thing, yeah, the only thing about that one is so now I don't say dense, but like I have to be in a certain kind of mood though. For sure, it's I not like you. just throwing the wood goes to the grocery store. But I mean, like. The complexity, the 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 deafness of it. That um, was two years early. That I, 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 I think the t- yeah. I think that was. I think a, I think if you switch down, then oh maybe that was a but, brave album though. Yeah, that was, was super brave. Yeah, I <laughs> love yeah, every fucking bit of it. And then on the cover, that was a brave. I was like, yo, he's fucking brave. The Tupac interview was like, yo. He, oh, he, I he, got chills when that shit came yeah. on. First time. I was like, yo. All I heard was like the ground. I was like, oh, that shit is crazy. But I love that album though. But yeah, I like the way, like, I like artists who can do that though. Like, when when you can tap into another energy and give us an album about it, like, I think that that takes a set of skills. Oh yeah, particular set of skills. But this this music now, this is that's what's killing me. Like, and to see the youth like really vibe into this and you know. Sagging their pants and want to carry guns. I mean, gu- carrying guns, that's cool for, for your safety, but don't just be carrying guns because you heard it from this song. Or now you want to go buy Louis because this dude got it on. I want I want this because they got it. Or, yeah, you see that car. Like, I work like part-time. I work at the, the Buckhead Mercedes-Benz dealership, right? And just to see the, like... Me trying to have conversations with some of the employees with the mentality that I have, it's uh, I'm always in network mode. I'm like, all right, so other than this, what do you do? Oh, well, when I'm not doing this, you know, I'm detailing cars. And I was just like, it totally went over our head. So I was like, all right, so what? And then I met this young brother today. I tried to give him a game. But instead of him, like, capitalizing on it, because I go by this, you know what I'm saying, this thing, which is acts obtain execute you ask all the questions that you need to ask once you ask all the questions you sit back and you obtain all of this knowledge get a plan and then you execute and he just kept asking me questions about man how do i make money off podcasts i was just like well i I mean with all the knowledge that i just gave you i want you to act on these before 
you keep asking me questions. Like I want, I, I need to be able to see that you're, that you're able to do the stuff that I'm telling you because this game is to be sold, not told. And I'm trying to tell you, but I need to be able to know that you're worthy enough to do these types of things that I'm telling you before I just go open book on you. Yeah. But it's sad to say that it's like, it's like the regular job mentality is toxic, man. Because you get caught up in this, this oh I'm I'm satisfied with making thirty to forty thousand dollars a year. Like those are the types of people I try to stray away from because those are the people who be there. Those are the people who hate their jobs. Those are the people who talk about leaving their jobs but never leave their jobs. Those jobs kind of stress me out. That's kind of why I never worked one after that. Thing, yeah. yeah. So I kind of got this job because I needed something to do because. You know this, this this lifestyle is not. It's like this lifestyle is 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 weird because I don't work all the time. I could I can work, I can work three days and be straight for three months. But then within those three months, I'm bored. I'm just playing the bass and just sitting around the house. So I kind of yeah, needed something to, to I need something to do. But I don't know. I second guess about quitting that job every day. And I and I've only been there for three days. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just it's just the mentalities are different, man. Nobody's nobody's on the, the level of thinking that I'm on. And it's not even like a, a broad way of thinking. It's just like, yo, what do you do? All right, well shit, how can I help you get to the next level? Like, how can we help each other? Yeah. Like I'm just like this when it comes to networking. Like I'm like eyes wide. I'm trying to see what's going on, but nobody no one can give me that feeling. So would I feel you, like I'm out of place. Would you eventually like to get to a point where like um I know we talk about like building camps where like you maybe get your own space, studio space, and like you begin to kind of build your own camp where you find like-minded individuals like you, other engineers or producers or artists, and it becomes like a collaborative effort. That that'll come that'll come down down the line. Right now, like recording, recording and mixing, or just a studio period, um, for me, it's not lucrative right now. Like. Um, because then that that would mean I would have to tap in and go do the BS ah, so to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. kind of stay afloat. Yeah, I got you. And I and I don't want to and that'd kind of be like me selling out. Totally so, understand. Yeah, so you want to get to a point where like yeah, for three months if you just chilling if you just in your studio just yeah, fucking I mean, around you can do that yeah. until you meet somebody organically and because hey. I bought you over, y'all building, that type of thing, where it's not like, I got to pay for the lights in this joint. Let me get Lil, what's his name up in here? I got you, yeah. So that's kind of why I'm sticking to um, to, to sports broadcasting. Like, I'd rather, I mean, I have my own business now. I'm, I'm about to start another business with uh, my homie DJ Cold-Blooded, which is it's called Double A Productions, which is, this is like amazing audio production. And what we do, we will like, you know, we will install and, you know, rewire commercial businesses and, you know, private businesses or whatever. And we'll just install security systems, audio, like what like whatever you need, that's what we'll be doing. So I rather like do stuff like that because businesses are open every day. Which you can go I could go into a studio, rewire their stuff up, you know, TVs, whatever, what have you, whatever. But I don't Opening up my own studio right now is not what I, I, I mean. I don't think I ever open up one. I think I just have a home studio for the rest of my life. You just gotta do your own thing. You want to. So where you know it's mine, I can go in there and just do what I want to do. Bring people in mm -hmm. that I want because it's not a lot of people who who produce the music that I like to listen to. Yeah, it's it's something about that vibe. My uh, my boy Josh, he's an artist, and uh, this guy he works at uh, on the east side. He has a home studio. It's like in the back. It's like a quaint little house, and then it's a little back, and you can tell it's just like his, his own oasis, so to speak. Like, yeah. just got married, got a wife, baby, like all this family stuff, but like, in his back joint is just. All right. That's just, always the best. Joint. Yeah. That's uh, weird, man. So, um, what's up with y'all, though? What do y'all do? Y'all interviewing me. What's up with y'all? I'm, uh, I'm in sport marketing. Oh, really? For who? Yeah. It's called A Marketing Sports Marketing Agency. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, I started out interning with the Falcons. That's how I know some of the people. Oh, okay. At Mercedes Benz. So uh, basically, I work with uh, all the major like 
teams in Atlanta. Braves, Atlanta United, Falcons. Do other events here and there. And so, like, do your viewers already know this? Yeah, for the most part. Okay, yeah. well, I, won't ask. <laughs> I, <actually laughs> want to I don't want to go back into that. I asked y'all on a later note, but yeah, um, that's pretty much my life in a nutshell, man. I'm just trying to, uh, I'm just progressing. I'm trying to, I'm slowly trying to figure out what's next because I don't have a what's next right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pretty much met all of my goals, so I'm just trying to figure out now. I guess what I'm trying to do now is um, get a company car. I, I guess that's the, I mean, a company truck. I guess that's the next thing. And, you know. Learn more about my LLC, what all I need to do and, you know, what else can I do? But right now I'm, I'm pretty much, I'm pretty much, you know, in content, well, content right now, but I don't, I don't want to stay that way for long. So I'm just, I'm always searching. I'm trying to figure out what these jobs are going to offer. So, I mean, I could say, you know, I want to work at Georgia Tech, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I haven't got that feeling yet. I could say, you know what I'm saying? It's like I could say Atlanta Dream, but I haven't got that feeling yet. I mean, I once had it, but I don't have it no more. But maybe PBS? I don't know. I don't know. Keep it local. Yeah, I'm just trying to... Don't they have the... It's like a black station that's local? I forgot what it's called, though. It's like its own little network. Huh? Where's Studio? No, no, no. Like (laughs) TV. That radio. Oh, TV Uh, One. Is it TV... TV one's like yeah, TV one is black. I, I think know. that's that's in Atlanta. Oh, it's talking about specifically yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, I, don't I know, think Calipari. it's called something, man. Film is film is next, <laughs> but I don't know how I want to dive into film yet. Mm, what about uh, are your skills transferable to scoring, or is that something totally mm, different? I I mean, but that's another thing. I didn't tell y'all this about my like in my story. Um, professional theater was my thing. Like I love like. I love to um, improvise when it comes to, uh, is, it, is it improvise? No, improv, excuse me. Improv was my thing. Like, I was in like, it's funny, I was in honors uh, theater class. In college? <laughs> nah, in fucking high school. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you really was like in it. Like- Yo, like, I love to act. Like, I feel like now, I think a couple of days ago is when I knew I wanted to do it is I was listening to music and I was crying. And I could turn it on and turn it off. I would think about something; it would come out. I was like, "Yo, I think this is it." Doing on cue. Maybe I should be an actor. Yo, I can't. You say a lot of things that's very similar, bro. What? Like when I listen to a certain song, I, I can't think. Of, it's like literally, it's, right. it, it's all it takes, man. It, it I, I can't. In you. It's like I, I could cry for fifteen seconds and I could just stop. Yeah. But just based just from nothing, almost okay. like you feel something for like an instant. It is like, All right, so I didn't tell you this. Okay, so it's a lot of things you didn't tell us. So my um my business is called Heart Note Productions because my last name is Heart H A R T. I'm not related to Kevin, I don't think. But I would find out. So <laughs> so so the meaning behind Heart Note Productions is my dad died when I was six. So my mom says tells a lot of stories about my dad that I don't remember or. I don't, it's like I know him, but I don't know him. I only know like two, three, three situations with my dad. So, you know, my mom is just, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't cried about it yet. I feel like it's like, it's way deep, but way deep. Death, like you yeah, never. I was too young. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know anything. It's crazy, but it's not crazy. So... At the funeral, my mom is like crying loud. I'm I'm not understanding. I thought like I I didn't know anything about anything. So as I'm getting older and I'm getting older and older, it's just like it's something. It's things that I don't know that people are saying that I should know, and then that's what's like it's it's like levels of like of hurt that I that I'm just like why isn't this shit coming out? So all these jobs that I got, it's just like yo why. Why do I feel like this, this bear on my back of like emotions that it's not coming out? So I was like, yo, all right. I know Kevin Hart has Heartbeat Productions. And that's kind of, that, that was like the first thing I thought about. And I was like, nah, that, it was taken and it was him. So I was like, all right, well, I want to incorporate my last name in it. But with what I do, it took me like three months to figure out this name. And then 
once I figured it out, I got a logo, which is like a diamond encrusted heart with a silhouette of my dad in there. And like, and like my mom. Inside of the diamond? Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm about to show you. And it's like a music staff, like just going inside and out of it. And so basically it's like me carrying on his legacy because the music that he listened to, I got that from him. I got mm-hmm. all of that music and, all, of, and all, that. all of that stuff from him. I got the always, if you say something, you go for it. So I got all of that stuff from him. And I feel like, you know, this is this is my contribution to this last name by carrying on this legacy. Oh. Yeah, so this is like this would this would be the logo for my um You sketched out or had somebody? No, I had my um my frat brother do it. So this is like What's up? I like that. Yeah, so it's but but it wouldn't be like it'd be on like polos and stuff like that. It wouldn't be on actually clothes that I create. It would probably be like on like the tag of it. Mm-hmm. But it you know so create clothes too? Hmm? Pretty close. Oh yeah, I'm 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 like a fashion guru type of dude, man. So I haven't really tapped into it. I kind of got um, I kind of got. I'm a brand ambassador for this clothing line called Mastermind, and I learn a lot from him. And he 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 shows me he he's introducing me into the clothing industry. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning from uh, DJ Mail right now. It's interesting, man. Like even when I do like I, I I'm starting to figure out I have like a little interest in it when I uh, create like t-shirts and polos and different like stuff like gear for like uh, for either giveaways or like staff clothing and I work with vendors and stuff I'm like I'm, I get meticulous about it like how I want different design layers and like yeah. all that's like damn like this is kind of dope now like, you I don't do it yourself. like on a mass scale but like I just want to be like supreme I just want to have look like little like little pop-ups and sell out and there's be gone for a while. Yeah. That's 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 like so that's kind of how I want to do it. Yeah, I want I want like exclusive type stuff. Like, but so my until the Macy's start calling, they throw that a uh, fifty million dollar check. Like, uh, then bring the, bring I know, but the but then it'd be like a whole another type of collection of clothes. It it would never be the clothes that I'm that I'm it, secretly it producing. Yeah, yeah, it changes it immediately. Yeah, because I it's like now I have to now I have to you know I have to go cheaper. Cheaper materials, yeah. cheaper shirts. It's all about the bottom line. That point. Yeah, so like Zoo York, Stussy, all those companies like it was like super boutique and low key. Let's stop. And then they got bought out. Stop. Uh, uh, North. Damn. North what's Pole. it? Uh, uh, no, it's not North. What's it called? It's called um, South Pole. South. No, it's not oh, South it Pole. Is. I want ever North Face. No, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm talking I'm, about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, South Pole, but it was like that. That wasn't like. Low scale. That, that was the ever Loki. I thought that was always like in malls and stuff. That's all I'm saying. No, no, yeah. no, no. I was saying I grew up on side. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, like, oh Burlington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burlington. No, they, they just had that at JC Penney's, bro. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of closed them down. Yeah, I would kind of like I would go cheaper clothes and do like the more exclusive, more expensive clothes or well, materials with like you know little pop ups and stuff. Yeah, I, but, just, I like t-shirts. I'll just do. Mine is like mine is dad hats. Mine is like. Like little jerseys, like I have jeans, like I just have like cool stuff people would want. What's your price tag looking like? My price tag for for clothes, it would be reasonable just because I on, know. What's reasonable? Like, yo, what's, what's reasonable? See a t-shirt, like five dollars. Okay, t-shirt. okay. So this jersey at the stadium was like was like seventy bucks. Well, my discount it was like sixty nine dollars. No, no, it's like. So I was like Wait. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. So the shit ended up being like sixty nine bucks. So what I would charge for this would be reasonable prices. Like it would probably be like fifty bucks. Yeah. Like I like I material, but make a little money. Yeah, I will always like I'm like I'm always like I will always beat the competition. So if my shirt's like, dang, that shirt is dope. Usually that shirt is running like thirty bucks. Like basically, I want to make. How women's clothes is so cheap. I want I want to make clothes that are reason that, that that are good quality but cheap for men too. You know who else said that? It was Kevin Durant. 
He said, I would never have my shoes be over $100. That's what he said. Bro, remember, because his, his KD4s, it was $95. His best shoe ever, KD4s. Is that it, the one with the, uh, like the... The strap like, across the middle. Oh, no, I don't like that. My favorite ones is the, what's the threes or two? Well, like the tongue. It's like a slant tongue. I think you got some. I found Oh, the sixes. Those are sixes? Those yeah, are yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm talking about them. All them KD fours was ninety five dollars. Resells like seven hundred. <laughs> People was making the killing back in two thousand yeah. like two thousand eleven. That was like the Galaxy yeah. Pack came out and the the KD fours came out and the Galaxy phone posits when they would light up at the bottom. Mm. That was that entire. That was when that all started. And Kevin Durant got shoes one fifty. Yeah, I can not let him do that. Yeah, but shoes. I mean, I I don't think I would tap into shoes just yet. Like clothes, like just everyday attire. I would want that, but right now I'm just gonna start off with like little dad hats or like the emblem or just heart note, gold like a gold simple outline. Stuff. Yeah, real simple stuff, like giveaways and stuff like that. You know, find me a brand ambassador and just rock out. Have somebody promote my clothes on that type of um you know platform. That's all it takes. What celebrity? Sing with a picture. People gonna yeah. follow it. You know what I mean? So I mean, but I got, I got, I got people in mind. I got a lot of people in mind that I would have rock my stuff. Like I know I would have Roz rock it though. I know she would rock it. Like little, like little cool jackets and stuff like that. I know she would rock it. Um, I know Shaq would rock some stuff. You're making Shaq size. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's gonna cost you a couple extra bucks. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know, but you know the stuff that I would buy would be wholesale type stuff. But you know when you buy wholesale, they don't just give you like. You know, like I want this one shirt. Like you gotta buy it. Like oh, any, yeah. yeah, you gotta buy it in bulk. Minimum orders and stuff. But yeah, but that's my journey though, man. It's still growing. I'm, I've learned a lot on this journey. Like I've sacrificed a lot. I'm, and from this journey, I'm. I haven't been afraid to take risk. And I think that's what a lot of people are afraid to do, is take risk. And I feel like if it's if it's good enough for me to take it, then I'm gonna take it. And I reap the benefit. You know what I mean, I'm saying I reap the repercussions later. Whatever happens. Yeah, whatever happens happens. You know, I'm just not afraid anymore. So, That's a, here's the thing. This is the way you should also look at it: is whether you try or don't try, bad things are still going to happen. Exactly. You still have to go <laughs> through that journey <laughs> like in order for it to happen. Either way, so if bad things are going to happen. Might as well just shoot for something. Get some, get some extra return. Yeah, but I just, but if it, but if it doesn't make sense, then I'm, I don't want to risk it to get the bad in order yeah, to get the good that, that I sense. didn't even want. In the first place. Everything's calculated, of course. <laughs> I do calculate it. Are there uh, any engineers or like sounds from artists that you heard that like uh, listeners should, should check out? Uh, Travis Scott engineer is still dope, though, man. He, I mean, he does. It's like he does stuff that that captures my ear, like the whole. The whole airy, the whole airy vocals like it's lit. Like it just oh, sounds good. Um, stop like, being God. Stop trying to be God. On the hook, the way he's stop trying to be God, and it's just like love, uh, like loves you. Um, J Cole's engineer has some dope stuff, man. Uh, Ali is a phenomenal engineer, yeah. man. He's a phenomenal engineer. Um, one of my goals is to like really like be in the studio with Dr. Dre and just pick his brain about engineering because the way the way he engineers is just so it's nice and neat and everything is heard like he can he can pinpoint frequencies like oh that's that's like 1k take that out he like he knows that's specific yeah and then i and then like my mentor down here his name is uh giandre diaz he's done stuff for um ariana grande and um Jacquees, other stuff like his his stuff is super clean, and I just like the way he thinks and talks about audio. So that's kind of who I go to on my off days. Like if he's not busy, I go to Doppler Studios and his little mixing suite, and we just talk audio. But other than that, I don't really have any anybody else. All the old engineers, because with me just picking up bass, I only I only listen to music from the sixties down to the 80s because that's when music was well instrumentation was really about what it mm. was and they do stuff that people nowadays don't do so i kind of you know i mean i mean i learned from my ghost artists too 
And my favorite bass player is James Jamerson. He's the dopest bass player alive. James Jamerson is hype. Um, he did Marvin Gaye. What's going on? Like it's just it's just the way he plays is is he plays with one finger. Dang. He calls it the hook. He's nice. Journey continues, right? Yeah, the journey always continues, man. It always continues. I got as I got more steps to make, man. I got more steps to make. But no. We appreciate that. You know, it's a story because a lot of people do music. A lot of people want to be engineer, mixing, master, whatever, you know, the case may be. Right. A lot of people don't know, like, a lot of steps along the way. They, they just want to be it. Yeah. They just want to make it to the top. So yeah, just you can have, have a conversation with, conversation with you for five minutes. You can tell, man, like, the way you take music seriously is, yeah. like, different. Like, the way you speak about music. You speak yeah, about man. it like it's a... It's a person that you care about. Like, yeah, man, it's therapeutic, man. It's therapeutic, and I don't, I don't like the way people are fucking, are abusing it. Yeah, and you know, it's like they, like they, they're raping it for the money when it's not about the money. It's about healing people, and you know, because that's how people, you know, when when there's no one to talk to, who do you run to? I run to music when I have, I have anybody um, to talk to. Yeah. So. You know, music is yeah. Like music is the reason why I'm in the situation that I'm in now because I could be mad at somebody and I'll just put my headphones on and I go into another world. So how it is, bro? We gonna wrap it up. Oh, it's funny how you said they like raping music, bro. Kind of like the NBA. It's <laughs> trends. Yeah, it's trends. yeah. Uh, go ahead and shout out your social medias where people can find you. you got uh, email, bookings, website, anything like that. I don't laugh, but my Instagram is uh, Homer underscore J underscore Saucin. I don't know where I got that from, but it kind of stuck. <laughs> <laughs> my my Facebook is just you know regular Jeremy Hart. Um, website is under construction, but when it's back, it's Jeremy. It's J Hart the engineer. Dot com. Um, yeah. Heart Note Productions. That's pretty much all I got. Got you, bro. We appreciate you. We're going to let you get out of here. It's a 1305 show. We out. Oh.